Yes, yes, hello, welcome everyone to edition 123 of On The Ball. Notice that four and zero are missing off that edition number. Uh, On The Ball, the Norwich City podcast that didn't realise there was still a wheel actually attached to the boat. Although, of course, it could be a different vehicle. I'm Michael Bailey. I cover the Canaries for The Athletic and I hope this finds you very well. On the way, Wunder Wagnerbar. That's got a stick. Uh, Magic McLean. Pans with flashes and being sent once again to Coventry. We will work through all that and more with our guests, who are Norwich number one chief at NCFC Numbers, also known as our very own Steve Sanders. Hi, Michael. We also have OTB's official random quiz master generator. It's Ryan Livermore. Evening, Michael. Evening, everyone. And last, but my... Goodness me, definitely not least. Sensible soccer creator and huge Norwich City fan to boot. It's John Hare. Good evening, everyone. Hey. What a great lineup. What a great time it is to be alive. This is the moment we've been living for for two years. I cannot wait. It's amazing. How exciting. Um, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Thank you for anyone listening and watching or whatever you're doing at this very moment. We do appreciate it, as always, because you've been through the tough times and here we are in the best of times. But we're not going to talk about that just yet, because first of all, I've got to say, Steve, how are you? Um, almost as excited as you are, I think. I, I liked how in your uh, video verdict on Saturday, you were very much about not getting carried away. And now here we are getting thoroughly carried away. I think that's what we need to do. Um, we've, I, I can't wait. I genuinely can't wait to get going because it feels like for so long we've been, there's been something like, ah, but yeah, but what about this? What about this? Everything was great on Saturday. So uh, yes, I am great too, by, by extension, of course. <laughs> I mean, in fact, yeah, it feels like the video verdicts are like my professional face. Slightly <laughs> less professional. Are you saying these aren't professional? The... No, I didn't. I haven't even mentioned the podcast. How dare you, okay. Steve? But, you know, the, the writing is obviously slightly more professional than the video verdict because um, I get paid to do it. And then, um, then there's this. <laughs> Which is whatever no it is. No further comment needed. Yeah, it's whatever sure, it is. Sure, sure. And you know what? It's made the better by having other people on it, especially you guys. Um, Ryan, already looking forward to your quiz. But before we get to your quiz, we're doing a quiz later. In case I didn't mention that, I meant to write that in the <laughs> things to look forward to. I'm very much looking forward to the quiz. But Ryan, aside from quizzing, how are you? I'm really good, thank you. I'm I'm trying to keep my feet on the ground after Saturday as well. But <laughs> it is it is a bit hard to not get carried away, isn't it? Because it was a bit it was a bit too good, if anything. Um, yes, if anything, it was too if good. If anything, it was That's too exactly good. So right. I'm looking forward to dissecting oh. it and then obliterating any hopes and dreams we have from here on in. That's the best. Of the, that's the way to do it. That is definitely the way to do it. I, I feel like no one's ever said that this podcast has ever been too good. Maybe tonight's the night. John, how are you? Apart from a bout of um, Patrick Bamford injuries. Oh, well, apart from my Patrick Bamford injuries, it sounds quite good, actually, but it just means I can't play football for a while, mm. uh, which I don't do very well, so it's probably good. Um, I'm happy... I think it's taken us a while to process where we are as a club, you know. Uh, I saw the last three games at home, Michael. I saw you a couple of those. And um, it was so abject to watch it and so depressing, again, to watch this, you know, the whole team running up to a forest of legs of defence because we spent half an hour to attack and then we can't get through them. And then letting chances in the other end. And um, now we've got hope. And actually, I think for us as fans, it's like a reset. So we had the disappointment of relegation last season. Then we had the disappointment of being at the top of the league and throwing it away in fantastic style to be 11th. Um, 
and like 15 points outside the promotion zone. But now if we think back, and I was trying to think how back how many seasons it was because we'd done promotion and relegation. We were actually kind of back in the season Alex Neal took us to the playoff final now. Yes, and now we've got that's to exactly think, like that season again. We've got to go back there and go, we're used to these seasons. We had 15 of the bloody things back to back at one point with a little gap. That's where we are. And guess yeah. what? We're near the playoffs. We don't even need to, we don't, I'm going to just cut you off, John, because we don't even need to talk about where the season's heading. We already know it ends in promotion via the playoffs at Wembley. In fact, as I said on my hot takes, we can still get 96 points. That's all I'm saying. 96, (laughs) I'd have to win every game. Obviously, Why not? But, you know, who's to say that's not possible? A lot of football, a lot of football history is to say that's not possible, but that's (laughs) not the point. Anyway, I can, I can, my, the wonderful guest this evening, um, just talking about how they are completely through the prism of the football just says the passion and commitment that this podcast has. Mm. And I am up for it tonight. I might not be next week, but let's not worry about that. Um, uh, I am wearing this, uh, which is obviously of no use to our listeners. So maybe, uh, maybe Steve, could you describe what I'm wearing? It's a beautiful uh, Borussia Dortmund. What looks like a, a it's a, a black and yellow as opposed to yellow and black training top, I want to say, with oh. like yellow stripes down their arms. I, I'm terrible at describing what clothes look this like. Is, so th- this is a good point. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, it's been uh, borrowed to me by Zeke off of Fresh Shirts UK, who I basically said, oh, can you lend me some nice shirts to wear during like pods and stuff? And he was like, yeah, sure. So he's, he's got an amazing collection. Fresh Shirts UK. You can catch him on all the Instagrams. Zeke's great. Lovely bloke as well. And he was like, oh, yeah, borrow that. So, um, but now I, I literally went into the bedroom, put it on and said, oh, I'm definitely going to wear a Dortmund shirt because, you know, David Wagner and everything. I've got no idea what shirt this is, which year. Or, <laughs> I mean, John, you've obviously put together all of like sensible soccer. So I'm feeling like you might mm-hmm. know, but I mean, it probably wasn't. I don't know the year of that shirt. But, um, it, it, I thought it, it might have been a tracksuit at first, to be fair. Well, no, it is. So I'm pretty sure it's a shirt. It might be an away shirt because you're right. It is predominantly mm-hmm. black with, with. Um, it, Just it, like it, arms. I Just think it's them. like. 2004 maybe but um you know uh, quiz for today if anyone knows which era this Dortmund shirt is who's watching live obviously it's no good for the audio listeners but if you're watching live let us know and the prize will be all of our respect um so yeah uh it's a bit sort of um fluorescent yellow a bit neon yellow but it's got continental as the die continental as a sponsor and it's a Dortmund shirt so what's not to be cool you know that's completely cool I, and I'm obviously wearing the collar up because it's that sort of a pod tonight um speaking of which um I reckon we should crack on uh for those of us watching live you can get in touch with us with your comments and questions throughout please do so we'll go through them as the podcast goes on we haven't got a particular subject tonight so you know throw it us what you want <laughs> we'll see if it sticks uh but if you are listening retrospectively of course and you still want to get in touch with us you can absolutely do that with your story your comment anything fun you want to share with us the email address is twitterkers twitter k-e-r-s at icloud.com doesn't matter when you send the email we'll always read through them uh, right well in that case i think we should crack on with this week's headline act i wonder what it will be Yes, that was better, wasn't it? You may have even sought out the highlights for once this weekend. Norwich City won 4-0 at Preston. It could have been far more. And there was a lot to love about how it all happened in David Wagner's first game in charge, if we ignore the FA Cup. So, in which case, um, I would like to know 
starting with you, Steve, what was your, your favourite thing about how that all played out at the weekend? Um, my favourite thing, well, I think it was the intensity that they approached as a team that we approached that game with. Um, because that's what, you know, there were so many things that we were better at. Um, and I'm sure we'll go through as many of them as we possibly can. But I think just seeing that hunger and that energy from a group of players who, um, for whatever reason, don't appear to have displayed that, you know, or have done it in stages this season, but seem to have lost a little bit their way a little bit on that side of things. Um, you know, the, the way the way we took the goals, um, the the different way, you know, the fact that a couple, one of them came from a free kick, uh, another one was from a long ball forward, another was a kind of slick move on the break. Um, and just the fact that the season now appears to be completely reignited. Um, I want to start off with an apology. I may last week have said, uh, I may have said that... Um, David Wagner was a long-term appointment and uh, we might not be looking at finishing in the top six this season. I may also have said that uh, Tami Puki uh, could be phased out as he's out of contract at uh, the end of the season. So, of course, we would win 4-0 and Tami would get two goals. Yeah. Um, so, so, yes. I mean, I would have I would have said there's no need to apologise for things you say on the podcast, Steve, because I can't remember what I say. And, <laughs> and probably people are still waiting for apologies for some of the stuff. Well, that that's but, all very uh, well, Michael, but I did think two minutes after I'd said it, what a ridiculous thing to have said. And uh, naturally. Certainly in respect of Tamer Pookie. And in fact, it was going to be in my um, things we were not going to talk about, the complete Tamer Pookie mm. slander of the last few weeks. I don't know what people are thinking. Like the guy is still quite clearly the best striker at the football club and by a distance. And um, I thought well, that before to, the weekend. To, anyway, count, to, counteract, to, to counteract that and because, you know, just to show how much I still love Tamey, I put some money on him being top goal scorer in the championship <laughs> this season. <laughs> just because I felt bad, when? you know, I had to, had to wash off the guilt. <laughs> uh, last night, last night. <laughs> complete U-turn. Uh, but, you know, I'm... I'm a fickle, I'm a fickle Norwich City fan. What can I say? Fair enough. Well, that could be one thing that happens off the back of this miraculous event. Who knows? Uh, Ryan, how about you then? Your favourite thing played out the weekend or the bit of it? I really enjoyed the fluidity of the formation and how it looked like a 4-2-3-1. Then it became a 4-4-2, then a 4-2-2, and then a 2-2-6 at points. It was in the best way all over the place. And it was so refreshing to have two wider players in Max and Dimi who are finally being utilised to how they should be utilised. And that is really taking up those spaces in the final third and really stretching the opposition. Um, I know we're going to talk about Kenny at some point, but it's very weird to me that in all the midst of Dean Smith going and, uh, and asking who's going to benefit from the revolution of, of that, um, it was very weird to me that Kenny McLean seems to have been the best player the last four games that Dean Smith's not been in charge, but he, without him in the team, Norwich do not win the game on Saturday. For me, it's, it's as simple as that. Because um, what he offers with his range of passing and picking the, the ball up in from the centre-halves is something that's been missing for the 20-plus games prior, prior to that. Um, I'm going to plant my feet firmly on the ground and say, as wonderful as it was on Saturday, make no mistake, it was excellent, particularly there were players like O'Neill, who I thought, really really shone for the first time in ages um ryan lowe said after the game for preston that he didn't think it was the shape as you said in your um video verdict michael um make no mistake it absolutely was the shape and preston <laughs> got it very very wrong he spent all of his post-match comments saying how they tried to push their their team higher up the pitch and they um they just couldn't do that because of the way 
they set up against Norwich. Um, I mean, I, I do, I do feel if it wasn't the shape, I don't think after three nil he would make two substitutions and immediately change the shape. Yeah, this is, <laughs> so this it clearly is, was the shape. Certainly, this in is part. The, this is the thing, and I really enjoyed how fluid Norwich's. Um, play particularly on the ball was in the final third to the point where the opposition did have to change the whole setup of their team with half an hour gone and and look it's not going to be that easy for the rest of the season make no mistake because not teams are only going to suss Norwich out more from here on in but listen as a starting point it's pretty damn good isn't it let's let's be honest well uh it's a good uh chance to plug my piece on Kenny McLean's evolving role and uh, and uh, David Wagner, you can read that on The Athletic, which is interesting. One of the things that stuck out for me, apart from a uh, a conversation in the pod WhatsApp group about Kenny McLean trying to lob the keeper from 40 yards or getting <laughs> it out of play. But um, what <laughs> struck me was the time that Kenny McLean was given on the ball for basically the entirety of the match to pick his own passes. And some of them were brilliant. Um, and, you know, Kenny's a good, certainly a very good enough footballer. You can be a very good enough footballer to, uh, you know, to pick good passes if you give him that amount of time. Um, so, yes, as as is as is the case with all football all the time, when you start looking good, uh, teams notice that and try and stop you. So that's quite obviously a key thing going forwards. Um, but no, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm not going to embrace the caveats tonight. Maybe we're just going to go for the hell of it. And if you're sitting there watching or listening and thinking, oh my gosh, where's the realism gone? It's all right. It'll be back next week. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Um, John, I was going to bring this on to everyone, but it seems like a nice moment to bring it on to you. I mean, is there a player that you sort of took away from that game? Maybe also maybe the the Blackburn game under under David Wagner. I don't know. But is there one that you're like, yeah, that that works? Um, I've, I've got to join Steve first in saying I made a, a big mistake on Saturday morning by saying Dow was the worst player in our squad. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Like uh, confessional he was, he was correct on Saturday morning, but on Saturday afternoon, I mean, he's this, that was his best performance for us in in my eyes. Um, and obviously, it's to do with having players around him. He's a smart player who needs, but he needs people close enough to utilize him. Otherwise, he's got no one to play in. Um, I, I think. I think more than an individual, obviously Kenny had a really, really good game, as you said. Um, it was good to see Timo actually play back and look happy. But I think the thing that I really liked was, as I said, those three last three home games, we've been just playing against forests of big defenders that we can't pick our way through because we've been so slow getting there. And we've got about two guys in the box and they've got four big guys in front of him and two guys behind him. And then it's a waste of time. We, If you look at the, the, the first two goals... There are five or six players in the box each time playing small passes that the first goal from Timmy Puki, the second goal from Kieran Dow. It was about volume of players. And what I did notice was when, particularly when Kieran Dow scored his goal, the, the, the defenders were marking the two attackers in front of him. And that's why he had space. He had like a good five yards in front of him to work the ball into position to take a shot. It was a brilliant finish. But that extra man... If, you, if you've got more attackers and defenders and over-occupy them, then you get free players and then they can take the shots. That's our team who scored and it was how Kieran Dow scored. So I think that was my my standout. Um, and what I loved most of all was the togetherness of the squad after they scored. They really celebrated together. Like, they'd been waiting for this moment even longer than us. And remember, they're the guys on the pitch knowing they've got to face the fans and booing for like the manager leaving or whatever. Imagine living through that for these last few months. The World Cup in the middle was probably a great holiday for them. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know any particular, I think 
like the guys have said, I think I know had a good game because the formation suited him. Kieran Dow, both those guys massively benefited. I thought Dimi Janoulis uh, was really, really good. You know, I mean, Max is always good. I think, personally, I've always thought Max is our best player for a long time now. But uh, Jimmy Gillis was really, really good. Yeah, maybe he would, he would be the one for me, I must admit. I think in these two games, we've seen something that we never really saw from him under Dean Smith at all. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, Sam McCallum, unfortunately, well, hasn't been that great in the last few games. And it's clear now he should be our number one left back. Uh, I think the person who suffered the most was probably Josh. Um and, and I think his role in this squad is to be a new Marco Stieperman, at least defensively. He's got the ability to break people down from the front, to be aggressive, to, to, to find the ball. He hasn't got the passing of, of Marco, but he's got a better shot shooting. So it's it fine. that's his role, I think, that, that David Wagner wants for him. I'm just guessing if that's how I'm seeing it. We've had that conversation. And uh, it was really? interesting, actually, um, the Preston game, that uh, there was one moment where he... Uh, Temu was ahead of him. It was such a brilliant counter-attacking opportunity. It may have even still been goalless at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, Josh tried to play the pass and it was short and it was inaccurate. It was cut out. And I was like, see, that's the, that's the problem. That's why you can't play Josh there. You just cannot mm-hmm. cannot mm-hmm. Um, execute that pass. And then you see the the pass he played for the third goal, was it? Yeah, which yeah. Is yeah. second assist for the third pitch. goal. Yeah. It's brilliant, brilliantly weighted, perfect yeah. lines. It wasn't There wasn't loads of room to play it. So, you know, it was a bit, but not loads. Um, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, I've, I've told you short there. So I owe Josh an apology for that one. <laughs> That's a brilliant, a brilliant moment. Um, it, it is interesting, Steve, the, I don't think I've ever seen so much weight being put on this connection between players and supporters. I mean, Paul Lambert used to go yeah. on about it all the time, but he, I never remember seeing him physically out on the pitch telling players to stop walking back to the dressing room, touching them on their backsides to get them to move closer. You know, they were applauding the fans, but Wagner was like, no, you need to applaud them 10 yards further forward. So he literally mm-hmm. shuffled them all up and then he took a step back and he let them do it. And I don't know, there's some players where the, there's some photos where the players are doing it and they, they look a bit like, uh, you know, a bit awkward possibly, but you kind of know why everyone's trying to do it. I, I, I get it because they've just won 4-0. So, you know, it could be as good as it gets, but obviously hope, hope's not. And that's not the theme tonight. The theme is that it's 4-0 every week, 96 points, we're going to win the league. But um, the the point is, I guess, that you it's right 100% that that is being pushed. You know, that impact mm-hmm. is being emphasised because it's needed. But it will still have to come with the actual genuine side of it. You can't just keep pushing that. You know, you can't keep pushing them towards to an applause if it finishes 1-1 at Coventry. No, no, of course not. No, I mean, I don't, if we'd lost 4-0 to Preston, I don't think David Wagner would have been pushing the players towards the fact that might not have been safe to have done that, to be quite honest, you know. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, we'll never really know how much difference it makes, but obviously over the last sort of four or five years, we've maybe had the best of times and the worst of times that we've had as Norwich City fans, one of which was under a manager who very much, uh, was all about that you know the good times were under Farker and he was you know on the pitch with the Olays all the time Dean Smith went completely the opposite way it was terrible whether there's a connection there I don't know but I would have thought you know as much as we've talked about the relationship between the board and the fans surely a part of the thinking of this appointment was to get somebody who could unite the the fans with the team again I mean we have won one in ten at Carrow Road which is normally a fortress for us at at, Mm. um at championship level and that must be in part down to the atmosphere there you know that can't be a coincidence so 
yeah, I mean, it was, it, they were really nice, uh, you know, in terms of what did I enjoy, actually, perversely, that was one of the, the most enjoyable things, just seeing the, the players and the fans kind of um, start to spark that bond again that we've, that we know some of, these players have had previously um and that got me thinking about what could be in the future under under Wagner so I I do think it's important I do and I do think it does it make a difference to what happens on the pitch I don't know but it certainly makes a difference to the fans and I think as we are all fans um it makes a difference to our enjoyment of of watching Norwich City so um I hope it's here to stay and um hopefully Wagner can find a, a slight alternative to Farker's Ole type thing but um, <laughs> that's up to him to work out it was genuinely like it got well probably I mean not much happened in the second half really but there was a you know, prolonged period of me sitting there watching the game thinking I wonder what he's going to do at full time <laughs> you know is he going to like you know do a load of fist pumps or whatever I don't know it'd be very interesting and as you've kind of said as well John lots of issues that you've seen Norwich have in the recent games were at Carrow Road so you know they're right. not it, teams are not going to be as open as, as Preston on their own grounds they're even going to be less open than that when they come to Carrow Road so it'll be really interesting how it all plays out I'm here for that we're all here for that absolutely um I'm not sure if there's much more in the actual game uh, the goals were lovely anyone have a have a, have a favorite moment I did I'm so glad that what actually I thought I saw did actually happen, which was Kenny McLean back heel at the start of Norwich scoring their fourth goal. Cause that was like mm-hmm. back. The only thing that would have made that better was when Kenny McLean ran about 80 yards, but then his left footed shot straight at the goalkeeper. Cause like Kenny, that was your moment. But you know, he got enough plaudits anyway. Um, Ryan was there a, you know, a pick of the goals or pick of the moments. Oh, good question. Um, I really enjoyed the fourth goal. Um, not least because at that point the, the match had essentially become a basketball game and was going back and forth, back and forth. And not only did it sort of calm things down a bit, but it was really nice to see Timu Puki doing Timu Puki things, you know, what we've not seen him do for the last two years or so, really, mm. to as much of a degree. Like he absolutely sent uh, Fernandez to like to the shops, really. And it was a really, really cute finish as well. And there's it's one of those things where where you're you just sit there going like if this is if we've got this guy back for the next 20 games then that is the difference between seventh and sixth that's the difference arguably between third and sixth and in by some miracle second and third but that's a long 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 way yes off. no this is like <laughs> six points i'm not letting it go I'm but no I, I, I look at i look at it and, and, I, and I, I honestly think if they can keep this up look at where they are in 10 games time and if if they are within single digit um, points of Sheffield United and going into the last um, 10 games of the season you honestly do not know because there was a moment three years ago where um, we we very nearly faltered you know there have been so many times where you get to the last uh, 40 plus games of the season and teams just decide they're going to lose out of nowhere and you never know mm. what's going to happen so I think you honestly cannot count your chickens in 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 that situation until you have the you know if this mathematically is done you know i know it's a very dull but like it's true like it's, it's um, the championship steve just on numbers i mean what what because I, I would love Tamu to get to 100 goals mm. how, how far off is he put, putting you completely on the spot now well he's on i was thinking about this over the weekend so he's on 88 so that's Only 12 that's another 12 and we have 19 games left plus let's be honest if he scores say 10 
there's every chance that we end up in the playoffs so that could be another two or three so then you're talking about 12 in let's say max 22 which i think if if we're on well let's be honest that is a ratio that he has maintained in previous championship seasons so if we're good and if let's if we're good Puki will be good and vice versa. So I I wouldn't say it's out of the question. And obviously he's going to sign a new contract because I was totally wrong last week anyway. So it's a moot conversation. Well, I'm not sure about that point. No, 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 no. We're being optimistic now. Oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to hear that tone of voice. No, um, no. Yeah, no. I, 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 and just to say, the um, I entirely agree with everything Ryan said on that fourth goal, but the third goal as well. I, I don't even think he looked up. I'm not. I've watched it back again. I don't know how he knew Dal was there, other than you know, just kind of pooky vision where he just almost has eyes in the back of his head. And that third goal also had the brilliant moment of you knowing, like a, a couple of seconds where you know we're about to score before we even score, um, because you know Dal's just tapping it in. And I love those moments as well. That felt like a proper Farker goal. Um, we haven't really spoken. I was going to put Kieran Dowell in the things we're not going to talk about. So we haven't really spoken about Kieran Dowell now. Maybe we'll speak about him in future weeks. But um, yeah, I, I've i always really liked him as a player. I think sometimes he hasn't quite done enough and sometimes he's been let down around him. I don't think we've had a chance to see the best of him a lot of the time, certainly at this level. Um, and I can't say why that is because I don't follow him every minute of the day. Um, but <laughs> I was really delighted to see... I was delighted to see what he did on Saturday, but also I wasn't sitting there going, Quah, where's this been? Because it's like, it's not, it shouldn't be a question really that that is there. As far as I'm concerned, he, they, they, he can really marry up nicely with some of those players when it's utilised in the right way. It won't work every week, I'm sure, because he wouldn't be at Norwich if it did. But on, I, um, yeah. Just just on Dowell, I think part of the reason why he's maybe not liked as much is I was looking at when we score, when he scores for us, and um, I think he scored one goal. Obviously, I know this is not necessarily how football works, but he scored one goal that's made an active difference to the result, um, which is his free mm-hmm. kick at Derby in the, the pandemic season. Other than that, there have either been games that we've won by more than one goal or lost. So I think it's one of those where when he's good when the going's good, and actually, I think Wagner referenced this post-match where he talks about he actually really liked a tackle that Dal made just before he got taken off. Um, and that, I thought, was a really great comment because I think if Dal can add that to his game, then he will be contributing more for the team. And I actually think that will make his attack, you know, the attacking part of his game, which we know is good, even better. So, um, yeah, it's quite a, another one. Quite exciting to see what he can do over the next few weeks. Well, go on, John. Well, I just want to say, um, like I was, I've been looking at this. I was just thinking about that, where we are now and the period we've endured. This depressing period of football we've had. Like we were top of the league. We were top. Apparently, we were top in September. For for well, someone told me we were. Were we number one? Does anyone know, Steve? Were we actually top for a few minutes? I didn't. Th- uh, yeah, I don't think Norwich have been top at the end of a day. No, so it might have been like for five it might have been on the, on the, the active things. But anyway, we were, we were there were very near in September. And I, I booked Seriously. some I booked some tickets to go and see uh, us play at Sheffield United with a friend of mine. Well, my friend of mine offered me a ticket. So we went up there. And of course, that by the time we got there, we were both number one and two. And we both slumped to like three and four by the time we even turned up because we booked them like a week <laughs> beforehand. And that was a match where we were two 0 up, and we, somehow we threw it away. And it felt like the start of the mega slump. And and now we've kind of 
we're waking up and we're going, oh my God, I can't believe we're still in touch with the playoffs. How did that happen? Because we've literally been awful for as long as we can remember since then. But if you analyse the last 10 results, sure, um, I think it's the last 10 results, or it, it could be from that point. I can't remember exactly when I picked that up. We've had n nine losses by one goal. They've all been by one goal. There's only, sorry, the, the, the losses we've had this season, there's been 10. Nine of them have been by one goal. There's only one we lost 2-0 to Blackburn. So it's, you're talking about those margins. It's not been by much. Like Steve was saying about Kieran Dell that's not scored the winning goal. And we've kind of been waiting for that player to change the game. It's not like we've been battered. We've just been disappointing and not, you know, a stupid defensive error or too many missed chances. It's been so frustrating, isn't it? It's been the finest margins of failure all the time. But we don't need to worry about it anymore, John. Don't need no, to worry well, about it anymore. The one game, I, I wish we'd have got those four four goals, like uh, like over four games, like four, <laughs> three, four goals. Yeah. <laughs> Fair point. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I was going to say, I've, I've got oh, go on, just one more, John. One more thing, yeah. Uh, where we are on the table now, assuming that we can overcome Blackburn and get in there, the top six teams in the, in the league now are probably the top six teams you'd have put in as a division at the start of the, the league. Mm. We're very I'm going to. I was going to ask who was in the top six at the end of the pod. So um, oh, just okay. a teaser. So we'll, get, we'll get to that. But you're right because I do want to talk about the table a little bit. Um, but it's such a good point that you know you've already spoken about it, and that's why you're here, John. So that's fine. Um, I was going to ask everyone how excited they were on the excite excitement scale, which is out of a hundred. I'm not going to bother because it's quite clear we're all at 100. So let's just crack on, shall we? Um, with uh, the things we are not going to talk about. Still not going to sting. Twangta. Yes. Twangta. Yeah. Twangta. Things we are not going to talk about. I've spent all week practicing that. Um, <laughs> what we're not going to talk about. Obviously, uh, guys, come up with the things you don't want to talk about. Uh, I'm not going to talk about Bali Mumba scoring in injury time <laughs> at Portman Road. To peg back Ipswich, I mean, just brilliant. He scored against them twice this season, hasn't he? I mean, no wonder he's like a favourite. He might come back this month. I don't think it's very likely, personally, because I think they'd, they'd rather leave him there to, to crack on. Um, and obviously, it's a shame that Sam Byron sounds like he's going to be injured for a few weeks as well now. So we'll see, I guess. Is, is there a... Uh, not that we need to talk about those down the road but is there a genuine chance they might not go up i've been thinking yeah. this season that they will but they um, are not so <laughs> there is i don't think there should be like ipswich should probably go up this year um the thing is sheffield wednesday are like like a steam train at the moment and they mm. gareth ainsworth the wickham boss actually said he thinks that sheffield wednesday will win the division and they're still mm. quite a few points behind plymouth and i think mm. there, there might be a point so just ahead of Ipswich, it's really close, but it is basically two from those three to get the automatic places, I think. So, so um, if that's the case, that goal could, if it's between Plymouth and Ipswich, be absolutely key in the automatic. Well, well stating the bloody obvious, but you know, it both of them will. It could be he, the goal helped, that takes Plymouth up and keeps Ipswich down. He helped settle the game mm -hmm. at home park as well. So, yeah. um, so that's pretty, uh, pretty tidy work from Bali Mumba there. Um, the other thing I didn't want to talk about was Todd Campwell. Um, no update that I'm aware of, but clearly he. we now know officially that Norwich are like, he'll probably go and he's there to talk to other clubs to figure it out, basically. Could be a loan, I guess, and then a free agent, or it could be a deal now. We'll see. Um, yeah, so I think I think he's been obviously heavily linked with Rangers and then also PSV Eindhoven. <laughs> so... 
I feel like PSV Eindhoven is so much more of a Todd kind of fit than... Well, I mean, he's played in the Netherlands already, right? Um, I, yeah, so definitely expected him to be linked with a team in Holland because that seemed to make sense. I mean, PSV, the, 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 the report stated that, you know, obviously PSV are looking for a Cody Gakpo replacement. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, yeah, obviously. Um, the Todd Campbell's the one who popped up on their recruitment. Which I, I mean, I sound like I'm being really sarcastic here, and I'm not, but I I, I don't really understand how that works as a sta- as a sentence. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I like I love what Todd does, and I can see their similarities in player, but I I, I don't see PS. Oh, now I sound like I sound like a horrible man. Isn't um, shut up, but isn't Rude Van Nistelrooy? Is Rude Van Nistelrooy the the coach at PSV now? Is that is that who's in charge there now? I think, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So I'd go there just for that. It'd be quite cool to be managed. That'd be amazing. And you know what? You know what? Todd goes there and plays a key role, and they win the title. What you know? Yeah. It'd be like, what were you doing, Norwich? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's not the tone, is it? That is not the tone tonight. Screw that. That's mm. that's why we're not talking about mm. Todd. Um, <laughs> also, not going to talk about the January transfer window. But uh, Tony Gar- Tony Gary, friend of the podcast, obviously Tony Gary. <laughs> yeah, Tony Springett. He's on loan at Derby now for the rest of the season with Paul Warren. So he is in for an absolute treat. Go on the Derby, who are still hoping mm. to catch the three, three above them, by the way. So mm. maybe maybe they, maybe they we should throw them in the automatic promotion mix from League One as well. Anyway, anyway, I've, I've, I've hogged that. Anyone mm. else got anything they don't want to talk about? I don't want to talk about the goalkeeper debate um, before Saturday because I was one of the people who thought it was very, very strange that Tim Krull started the game. Um, and I'm more than happy to be eating humble pie on that because he made two excellent saves at 3-0, which they both go in 3-2, completely different game. Um, i got to say, though, I think it is very harsh on Angus. I don't think he did a whole lot, if anything, wrong in that 16-game spell, and I think he was just um, very unfortunate that the whole team were pretty pants at that point, but I think he's one of the few players who came out of that run with a lot of credit, to be fair. Um one thing I will say on the debate is I agree with you for the most part, Michael, on your video verdicts that there's not a lot between Angus and Tim. But I think from a goalkeeping attribute standpoint, that's the case. But I do feel that Angus's distribution and the starting positions he tends to take up suit a high-pressing team a bit better. So I was very surprised that Tim did start the game for those reasons alone. And there were a couple of hairy moments on Saturday with the um, the distribution from Tim. And it's not always when a ball goes out of play, the way the distribution can be bad, it's when you sort of play it a yard, the wrong side of your centre half, and it allows the opposition to get up a bit, which can be problematic. But... Or just to a striker. That yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you can't argue what he does bring, which is uh, he's very like, loud, very vocal. He's, um, he's uh, well, he's got more experience than Angus, I guess, and that is going to uh, help with, for the run-in as well. But um, yeah, I mean, he... he Prove us all wrong, didn't, didn't he? Clean sheet, two good saves. Oh, good. And we're not going to talk about it, obviously. The thing that surprised me, I always think head coaches, to a degree, would like to make their life easy for themselves. So the point that Angus, you know, it seemed like set that, well, Tim's had a go to play. So now it's Angus's turn and he hadn't really lost. So it seemed like a big call that he almost didn't have to make. And because I do think they're quite close, really, as goalkeepers, I don't. I don't know how different Saturday's result would have been had uh, whoever was in goal. I don't think it would have been much different. So it's great. 
but I can imagine, like you say, Angus probably feels a bit hard done by, but it's not to say Tim doesn't deserve to play either. And actually, you could argue Tim was pretty hard done by and losing his place in the first place, which I kind of remember saying myself. So I don't know what the answer is. I don't know. You know, Angus is obviously younger, so you'd think maybe the long-term future is there anyway. So it's a, that's why I'm not a head coach, I suppose. But it was just interesting that he made that one of his points because we look at it now. Tim Cruz is number one, isn't he? And that's who's going to play. Well, I, I, I don't know, Michael. I think that we've had such a bad man manager in Dean Smith for the last year. But everyone's morale's gone down. And I think David Wagner might be the opposite. And I think we're lucky to have two really, really good keepers at this level in our team. And actually a good reserve keeper in Michael McGovern as well, who's always done pretty well when he's come in. And I mean, we, this is our best department in the club. I think we can agree on that. And goalkeeping. Do you not think so? In terms of the overall... In terms of like depth, it. yeah, yeah, I like yeah, it. it is. And, yeah. and so I think that I think that for, for for the manager, it's more of a man management exercise. Like he could pick either of them; they're both good. I, I did. Guess I didn't got to read get read it that way. That's what I'd have thought. I didn't know when you said departments whether we were talking about on or off the pitch. No, I mean, like, Norwich's graphics good. department is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, no. goalkeeping I, is great too. So I, no, swings and roundabouts. I think yeah. that with Todd. I can't see Todd rocking up at Celtic Park and Rangers getting glued off the pitch and him taking it very well. I was thinking exactly the same thing. Yeah, I can't believe you said that. Yeah, can you imagine that after after an old firm defeat uh, at at Ibrox? You know, he's he's not going to want to go on the Twitter message board. But there is something I did want to talk about, Michael, which was when's the last time we had a decent English manager? (laughs) <laughs> what are there what? any that's the bigger question really have to go back a long way mike walker? Said, it was mike walker then he wasn't mike he was welsh welsh I suddenly remembered he was welsh so you could when was it was he the last english manager though when was the last english manager that we had Rhoda. Rhoda. no neil adams Neil Adams. Adams. Oh. Yeah, so there's a few. I just forgot them all. Neil Adams. Yeah, Rode. point when's taken. One? When's the last good one we had? Is it like uh, back to Ron Saunders or... Well, Dave Stringer and Mike Walker will take. Oh, yeah, Stringer. Yeah. Mike Walker's not English. He's Welsh. Oh, he's Welsh. Sorry, sorry, Mike. Mm. Easy, easy, <laughs> easy mistake to make. As Stuart Webber would attest. Um, um, can yeah. can I just quickly take it back to the goalkeeper thing? Because, I mean, first of all, I found... I saw a lot of the Twitter kind of meltdown comments after we'd won 4-0, which I found absolutely hilarious. Like, what the hell is he doing? What a ridiculous decision for 4-0 win. Um, yeah. But we did, because we did touch on, I think you mentioned it last week, Michael, about the respective records and whether this has anything to do with Angus or Tim being goal, I do not know. But they are quite, in. well, I have a low bar for this sort of thing, but I think they're quite <laughs> interesting. They played exactly the same number. So we played 30 games this season, which seems like a lot. But they've both played 15 each. And Angus's record is 1-4, drawn three, lost eight. And Tim's record is 1-8, drawn three, lost four. So completely yeah. opposite. Um, Tim's conceded 14 and Angus has conceded 20. So, I mean, like we we did say it last week, how much actually, how much can you put on those records when they have a limited impact? But that's you know that's well, quite a swing there. I would. You're suggest. right. I think I think the, the we we at the Athletic uh, probably try and steer clear of them a little bit because you can't put a whole team's performance down to one player being in or out. But that's effectively what you're doing. It's incredibly difficult 
But there are obviously all the softer issues that come around that. So you can't really ignore it either. Like the Emmy Wendia statistic may have been a complete quirk in just the games that he missed. Mm. But I watched Norwich and they looked completely far, so much less functional without Emmy in the team, both defensively mm-hmm. and creative, creativity wise. So um, it's really, it's a really hard one. I, I, you know, I still think there's not much between the two goalkeepers. But it, you also, you look at that record and you think, wow. I mean, it's a lot to be a coincidence, isn't it? But it's, it's, but it's weird, isn't it? Because I think if you ask then most Norwich fans who has had the better season out of those two, they would say Angus Gunn. And yet mm. the results when we've played Angus have been mm. worse. So I guess that's why you can't really split them at the moment. Like all of football, there's no right answer. That's why we talk about it all the time, incessantly. Um, I've worked through my list. Anything, anything else anyone does want to talk about? Any more twangta? Um just that that was the must good performance that the fans were, were looking for. I think I need, and that we've had the first sighting of the wag nest, the, I can't even say it, the wag nest monster. We've had the first sighting. I just want to get all of Dan's lines from like, just, just call back after call back. So where did this originate? Where, where, it was because are we going to be dance... wag or wag yes? And then did Dan they... said wag ness because he couldn't get his words out properly. <laughs> so, uh, at which point the wag monster was invented. <laughs> no, did we, last week's podcast, we said the words wag monster. Did uh, we? Yes. I've you literally were... blanked that out of my mind. <laughs> Is that a problem? You're saying, you're saying I... it like uh, you're saying it like it might be a problem. I, no, I just I'm more worried about my memory that I literally <laughs> blanked that. Maybe I just spoke over someone as I as I do tend to do sometimes. Let's uh, well, yes, the wag, whole thing wag, was a blur last week. Yeah. Wagness monster, amazing. Uh, well, let's make that the podcast title this week. The Wagness monster. <laughs> um, right. Well, in that case, any questions or topics? We're only 45 minutes in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to keep this under an hour, aren't we? Um, well, yeah. well, first of all, I, I forget how amazing people are um, that that watch this. Uh, but we we have located the uh, the year of the shirt. Um, it's nineteen ninety six to nineteen ninety seven. Borussia Dortmund away kit. Uh, Daniel oh, Whiting said that, and I think somebody else. Apologies if I didn't also get your name. And if you're listening, you can then Google it and picture. Michael yes. in all this respect, respect I mean, I, glory. Clearly, I should have just uh, checked with Seek um, before I went on, before before we did this. I'm now going to take a picture of myself in the shirt because obviously people who are, are listening. So I'm waving. Everyone's going to wave on there. And then people will be able to see. There you go. That's exciting. But that's just bringing it all together, you see, in all the forms. So that'll be on on Instagram and social. There you go. Media, um, Twitter. Anyway, sorry, carry on. What? Michael, I thought of something else to talk about. Oh my gosh! Well, wait, hold on to it for a second, John. Hold on to I, it. For a second. I will. I will just add the final word on the shirt. It looks like Michael's ready for the two thirty at Haydock Park, which yeah, actually, yeah, good. yeah, it there's a definite like a jockey, definite jockey. jockey look it's also a bit too small for me. <laughs> yeah, that's <right>. <laughs> <laughs> that must be why <laughs> you look like you're ready for the yeah. for the, for the Haydock. Um, sorry, John. Oh, no, just, you said you didn't want to talk about the transfer window, but... No. But, <laughs> but Formula Win is really good. Uh, it's really good for people who might be thinking of leaving to think, oh, maybe I'll stay a bit longer. I think it, we really needed it because it always worries me when we've got a transfer window we're in awful form and some of our good players are looking, being tempted away. Um, and, and I think that the other thing which crossed my mind, and it's probably been spoken a number of times, but this... I was thinking about the disconnect between this football director and the coach. 
And the recruitment, we haven't been recruiting the right players for the team shape, for the, the coach. And if we get any, I really hope that some input comes from David Wagner to say, you know, these are the players we need. It seems like we're picking guys who are good investments rather than actually what we need to make the team better now. When we Hopefully, lost yeah. Emmy and, and, uh, and Ollie Skip and, and, and Alex Tetty all on the same day and replaced none of them. I mean, now it doesn't you see, I, to work out the type of player you need to be recruiting, does it? I think that's really interesting. I would, I would counter that to say that I'm pretty confident that the, the, the head coach, whoever it is at the time, has a real opportunity to input what they want. Whether they always take that input, I think might be a slightly different question, but they certainly, because no one no one wants to recruit a player that the head coach won't play. So I think that does factor into it. That what I would say is Norwich have not really signed anyone. <laughs> they've, they've done such little business over the course of two or three windows, which is kind of why I look at the squad at the moment, which I did again the other day. A couple of players have gone out on loan now and whichever. I look at the first time of the squad and I wince because there are a lot of players that are coming out of contract and it's like, you know, big portions of the squad. And I would be lying if I didn't think, if I didn't watch Kieran Dow playing so well on Saturday and just think, it's out of contract in July. But, you know, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. That's not And and, 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 and also, I, I think the next few weeks, you know, now would be a ridiculous time for them to sign a new contract anyway. Wagner needs to work out who he wants to keep. And if, if the going's good in the next few weeks, players will want to sign new deals. So I think... You'd like to think in a couple of months' time that's going to look a little bit different. But you also, John, I thought you made a great point because ultimately David Wagner is now a manager who is going to look at Dimi Anulis and Max Aarons and go, oh, great, yeah. these guys fit me perfectly. And I think Dean Smith looked at them both and went, certainly Dimi. I mean, he clearly had no trust in Dimi mm. from what I could tell. So there we go. Um, that, well, any more, I mean, more comments, questions? Well, uh, Simon Duarte has said exactly that. We know Aaron's will thrive under Wagner style, but so should Yanulis. So, um, yep, we're all on the same page on that one. And what then... Um, fist pumps for me today. The, the, the listeners won't <laughs> have heard, have seen you are, obviously. You are pumped today. And then um, this, this one the doesn't mean... of my life. <laughs> this doesn't mean much to me, but I'm hoping that it will to John. Can John give us a rendition of goal-scoring superstar hero in honour of Tamu Puki? So, first of all, John, what is what is goal-scoring superstar it's a hero? Song. It's a song that was on um, the cover of Sensible World of Soccer. Um, okay. Greatest game of all time. I can actually pick my guitar up, which is behind me. <laughs> yeah, I just happen to have my guitar. You want that? Right. Can, we, can, we end, can we end the pod with it? Can yeah, we end the pod? Okay. That's a great idea. It discreetly disappear for like 30 seconds. That's fine. I'll give you the 30 before. seconds, John. Come back and then, and then you're going to do it. Okay? Oh I'm going to disappear now. It, it's, oh, well, oh, we know that. We're not ending the pod yet, John. We've got hours to go yet. But it's okay. You get me a guitar ready. Hours. <laughs> yeah, we're well, not ours. No, hopefully not. Um, okay, we're definitely going to end the pod. We don't... I just need to quietly remember the chords. There's not many, but I need to. Oh, okay. Well, okay. you know, you just rehearse. That's fine. Any more comments and questions, Steve? Well, John rehearses <laughs> for the next twenty minutes. I mean, maybe, maybe now's a good time for for Motti. I don't know. I don't want to tell you the running. Yes, order, I, but... no. You, you're probably right. Let's go. Let's go on to Motti. It's the quickest thing out there, though. That's the. Best. This is almost fantasy football. <laughs> Do you see how quick that was? No one can yeah. realize anything in that time. Uh, well, um, this is almost fantasy football. Uh, Coventry away is this weekend. It's a 12.30 kickoff, everyone, on Saturday. That's because it's on Sky. And, I mean, that would have been a joke two weeks ago, but it not in the Sky. place we're in. 
Oh. Well, I'm guessing so. It must be. It is on telly. Yeah, it's got to be. Got to be. Why else yeah. would it be? Okay, I don't know. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, it may be the last game for a fortnight. Norwich are due to play Birmingham at home the following weekend, but Birmingham play at Forest Green Rovers Tuesday night in the FA Cup third round. The original tie was postponed. Can't remember why. So um, obviously, if Birmingham win and they reach the FA Cup fourth round, they will play instead of Norwich that game so Norwich have a free weekend if not they'll play Birmingham at home I don't know what we want to happen there but oh, all, all's want, good either way we want that game don't we like we yeah want to see get out of the way Norwich. I think well, so yes come on get, the forest green come on forest green um playing in similar colors to what I'm sat in this evening um I've managed to just knock on my script that's not very helpful back and uh, Coventry um they only lost one nil at Burnley at the weekend due to a late goal uh, it's a good test and they've got a good record at home actually Coventry Norwich have got a good away record terrible at home but they you know Steve have been good away from home yeah we've won three of our last four away from home which oh. uh, I sort of couldn't quite believe um, so what you're saying is the only Dean Smith only got sacked because of the one defeat out of no don't worry I can't believe <laughs> I, I can't, I can't believe bring, I can't make that how, how did he get sacked? It seems so unfair. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, I mean, actually, I was going to say this should be a tougher test. Um, another thing I couldn't believe is, is Preston were above us when we played them uh, on Saturday and they're now six places below us. Um, but I on, do no, think... just, just on that point, so Ryan Lowe post-match, he sort of didn't blame it on the shape, just said the performance is unacceptable. He sort of said, oh, Norwich should be third. They shouldn't be where they are. They've obviously turned it on for a new manager, blah, blah, blah. We did all this stuff. We worked on it all week. We thought it would work, but, you know, Norwich have shown up and uh, and um uh you know that's it they've got good players but it and they sort of tried to watch some of wagner's uh, other games and things but it did seem a bit like they just sort of rocked up tried to do something and didn't really know whether it was going to work or not and then it didn't i well, I, I just thought they almost like we're, we're we're better than them in the table so we should all be all right that, that was just the whole air of it all really I, I guess i guess part of it is that how, how do you prepare for a game like that when you know the team are going to be completely different to how they've been for the rest of the season because i think we all expect that you know they were going to the, the shape was going to be different the the threats on the pitch were, you know the the areas of threat on the pitch were going to be different the lineup was different so i guess that is difficult to prepare for and that i suppose brings us on to how saturday is going to be more of a challenge because coventry will have looked at the way we played and gone, right, we're not going to give Kenny McLean that kind of space. We're not going to play with a ridiculously high line, which will allow Tommy Pukki to get in behind. Um, mm. And as you say, Michael, they're good at home. So I actually thought they weren't terrible um, in what was our previous biggest win of the season when we beat them 3-0. Uh, no, I'm glad we were you kind said of, that. We were kind of 2-0 up for quite a long... For like, There was that really weird second half period where there was a lull. We were pretty bad for half an hour, but nothing happened. And also, Victor uh, Giocres, who is one of the best strikers in the Championship, did not play that day and will be on Saturday, and he will be tough to stop. Yeah, he came on... I think they had some sort of argument in, in the squad. Yeah, I think Huck said so he, that, didn't he? Uh, and then he came, he came on for like the last five minutes, and they were actually pretty good in that period when he was on the pitch. Mm. Um, yeah, you're injured because that was still the period where Coventry had basically hadn't played a home game, so they were absolutely screwed. That's right, about five yeah. games behind, so they were still really catching up. And um, I thought, with all the context, that they weren't as bad as people made out. Whereas I think we had Hux on, or or maybe Hux said it, or maybe he said it on Twitter. I can't remember. Sorry, Hux, but he was like, Coventry. So, um, well, we'll we will see. Um, Mark Robin's a little bit unlucky not to be considered for the Norwich job, Ryan. 
Um, I don't think I think the fact he wasn't considered wasn't anything down to him. More so that Norwich couldn't afford the compensation for him and his team because I would imagine it would have taken a lot for him to move from Coventry to here. But I um a few weeks ago, just as the West Brom resurgence kind of happened, Coventry were my pick of the the dark horses to finish in the top six this year. I think they are um, one of the teams who does go under the radar regularly. And as Steve said, your Carez is one of the best players in the in the championship. And I know they um they lost in the FA Cup. Was it they four three to Wrexham the other oh, Saturday? Yeah, Great yeah. game, by the way. This is the but problem with had... quizzes. Problem with quizzes. I was going to ask everyone what happened to Coventry in their previous. <laughs> yeah. they did. But um, I think I don't think you can look a lot into that. And I I do think they are going to be. Oh, BS only three three games into Wagner's tenure, uh, but this is really like a, a good test of where Norwich are at this point because they will have a game plan, as Steve said. They will, they will have watched all the ninety minutes on Saturday, and they'll know what more so what Norwich are are about for sure. Yorkeresh uh, has scored more goals than Taylor Pookie this season. It's on twelve. Yep, yeah, me and my better aware of that <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah good point well long way to go um uh coventry do have a i think it might be mm, well might be their first championship game maybe at home under their new ownership officially confirmed i think i'm not quite sure on that is it doug doug king i think it is who uh is from Lowestoft and really? um, was a boy ha- boyhood norwich fan apparently according to something i read on Pinken. What did he so, make his? Um, how, how did he make his fortune then? Do we know? Oh, I can't. Remember. I was, was, that's it. Well done, John. Walnuts. Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts. That is the that is the best life of fun. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, I'm just trying to work out if I'll be able to get that into my video verdict. Um, uh, yeah, so there we go. He's from Lowest Often. He chose Norwich over Ipswich, which is good because obviously that story wouldn't be as interesting if he'd chosen Ipswich. Yeah. So uh, that's how that goes. Um, we're Obviously, Norwich are now the hunter rather than the hunted, which we're all very much enjoying as we're pumped. Don't let the energy drop. Oh, it's quite tiring, isn't it? It's like a, it's like a high <laughs> press, this. I, I'm, I'm sort of 58 minutes in. I'm waning a bit. We've still got um, another 19 games of this to go. Have we got a sub? Have we got like, you know... So someone who can just come on and play. It's a lot of it. I've been so used to just sort of walking around for the entire pod record, just not bothering. And now I'll go, no, unnecessary. <laughs> it's only a joke. It's just humour. It's fine. Um, yes, enjoy being the hunter. Uh, Norwich is seventh. We know who's above them. John, you're all over that. You were going to bring it up earlier. Yeah, so we've got, like, obviously Burnley miles away, probably already almost all but up already. Sheffield United have got a not wobble. And then we've got, I think it's Watford next, West Brom, Borough, Blackburn, or maybe Blackburn, then Borough. West Brom, Blackburn, Borough, something like that. And then us. Yes. But they're the all, right. all the teams who are within a win of us. We were kind of like within a win of all of them. So, And they're, they're the guys who we'd ex- exactly expect to be around. They're all the guys traditionally kind of on our level. We're, we're now all in the mix together, really. It's quite, it's pretty much... Well, the bookies would have predicted is where we are. And the bookies predict us to finish sixth, by the way, at the moment. At the moment. And to make the play. Yeah, we're, you know, the bookies, so we're going to make the playoffs. Who have they got to drop out? uh, Blackburn. And the the other thing is to remember is whenever we've been in the playoffs, we've at least got to the final in our history. So we're pretty good in these playoffs. 
it's, it's looking quite positive to reach the final, I think, right now. But, uh, so. if, if we don't manage to get 96 points, then that is obviously a pretty decent backup. <laughs> uh, you're right. Um, with the with the with all the notes, but not quite the right order. Uh, it's uh, Burnley, then Sheffield United. You're right; they are miles ahead in terms of a top two, mm. and then it's Watford, Middlesbrough, Blackburn, and West West Brom. I okay, think. Um, and then Norwich, obviously. Um, but it is, yeah, you're right. It's it's really close. I mean, I look at the table at the moment and think, well, within a couple of games, Norwich could easily be third, and that's yeah. probably what they should, what they where they should be. Just getting completely carried away for myself. I did take a little screen grab during the game on Saturday of the league table because I thought, well, this could be handy when we get to like April the 17th, look at how far they've come, that sort of stuff. Um, so that would be good. I mean, I also got a bit depressed that the top two are so far ahead, but you know, that's a debate for another day. <laughs> the thing is, if we finish, I was thinking about this the other day, as long as we finish fifth, we avoid the team that's third, uh, who, who, who in theory are the, the next best team after those two. So, you know, whether we finish fifth or fourth would make no difference. Uh, but if you're six, you, you know, if a team has really good form and ends up third, say if Barrow or um, West Brom or Watford go on a spree and they're quite dangerous, you just need to get to fifth to be in a relatively good position here. Thinking, Love it. Um, and, and again, I remember looking at the table. I don't know. It wasn't didn't feel like that long ago, certainly pre-World Cup. And Middlesbrough and West Brom were like 20th and 16th. I think I wrote it in one yeah. of my pieces. Oh, I remember right. looking at that table thinking... I still think those two teams can finish above Norwich and they are currently above Norwich in the table. I mean, Norwich have now made their change. So that obviously makes it interesting, but yeah. So there we go. Um, well, exciting to look at the table. Hadn't done that in weeks. So it's just nice to look at it really, to be honest. Um, great. Uh, any more comments or questions as we, as we head into Kenny other business, obviously we're just back heel Kenny other business into this um, podcast. Well, I know we've got business. a, that's got how we do it. I'm not going to we've swear. got a quiz and uh, we've got still got a quiz and some live music to to come at the, uh, at the <laughs> on the ball pub. Uh, so um, I, I, I won't put any more questions out there. But um, and speaking of pubs, actually, um, Sam W says anyone playing the on the ball drinking game down your glass, as Michael has mentioned, players out of contracts <laughs> at the end of the year, which I quite like that as a uh, maybe we ought to come up with a, an on the ball drinking game. Michael mentioning players out of contract. Uh, Michael plugging athletic pieces, um, me coming up with a ridiculous take that I then have to retract. That uh, would be good. It would be week. good. Yeah. So it's, if um, anyone else has got any more ideas for uh, what we can incorporate into the on the ball drinking game. Um, does, uh, Sam spoon. W, does the uh, W stand for Weber? <laughs> Is it just <laughs> um, I've asked I'm my sure question. Well. <laughs> this is a point. It's just a point, isn't it? I have. I tell you, what, I haven't mentioned it as many times tonight as ninety-six points. Yeah, so, that could be another one. It's the new hundred points, hundred goals, isn't it? The and then um, Lee Widdit says, enjoying the pod as usual, lad. Sensible soccer was how I misspent my teenage years. So many thanks, John. My early shout for phrase of the year, twenty twenty-three, is must good performance. That could be another one for the drinking game. <laughs> must good performance. I love um, yeah we've had some we've had some great comments uh, get so some everyone. absolutely steve thank you for for going through them and thanks everyone uh same again next week um reminds me of another phrase which uh, tends to stick with us which is when dan brigham um mentioned norwich's famous uh england world cup winning midfielder ian peters so uh, <laughs> and that was i think during a ryan livermore quiz if i'm not mistaken which brings us on incredibly nicely to Ryan Quiz Claxon, it's over to you, Ryan. Hello, everyone. So 
over the space of seven days, we had David Wagner's first game as Norwich City manager and his first win. So I thought we would do a little quiz that was based on former Norwich City permanent manager or head coaches, first games or first wins in charge. Now, the format is very simple. You have one minute to answer up to eight questions. Oh, this is great. <laughs> and if, and it's one point per question. If you get all eight questions, you get an extra two points. So it's a possible score of 10. You can pass a question. We'll just go round and back to it at the end. Does that oh, sound good? Yeah. Super duper. Yeah. So I need you to pick a number at random, Michael Bailey, at between one and seven. Six. Six. Oh, oh okay. You've got an easy-ish one. Oh. I'm going to ask you eight questions on Dean Smith. His... Oh, Are we oh, okay. ready? Your time <laughs> starts. <laughs> Your time starts now. Who was Dean Smith's first game against? Southampton. What was the score? Two-one. Who scored the winning goal? Grant Hanley. Who assisted the goal? Milot Rashica. No. Pass. Who? Uh, who did the win lift Norwich above in the table on the day? Newcastle. Correct. How many games had Norwich won before that day? One. Correct. How many games did they win after? One. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> pass. I'll come back to that. Pass. Uh, how many Is anyone timing Nor- it? Yeah, I'm timing it. How many Good. points did Norwich finish with that season? 26. Wrong, I'm afraid. Okay. So we're going to go back to the question. Uh, no, wrong. Who assisted the goal? Who assisted Grant Hanley's goal? It was a corner. So whoever took the corner, Billy Gilmore. Correct. Oh, go. How many games did Norwich win after that? You got three Five. seconds. Oh, after that, three. Correct. And the time is up. Well done, Michael Bailey. That is an Ooh. impressive. Very good. Seven out of eight. And then the other one was how many points? 22. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you even had time. You it was no time to fit in a fit in a joke uh, about the number of games they won after. So it's exactly. 20, <laughs> I, 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 you know what I named? How many defeats? I think it was like twenty six or twenty seven. Yes, I believe oh. you're correct on that front. Well, it's well, hard. Well, so many defeats, so few points. It's very difficult. To it's understand. true. It's yeah. very true. Thank very you. good, good score, question. Though. Seven I, out of eight. Okay. Yeah, I, let's go I literally with got the last, the least, the most recent set, didn't I? So I'm a bit mm. jammy there. Currently. Okay, John, we'll go with you next, sir. Uh, I'm a bit intimidated by Michael's performance there. I'll be lucky (laughs) if I get one, honestly. He's kind of far away, man. Okay, so I need you to pick a number between one and seven that is not six, please. Um, Four, please. Number four. Oh, you have the gentleman before that, Mr. Daniel Farker. Okay. Super duper. Okay, John, your time starts now. Who was Daniel Farker's first win against? Birmingham. Incorrect. Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, I'll give you a clue. It wasn't in the league. Oh. Uh, oh. Um, Southampton. Incorrect. Don't know. Pass. Don't know. Pass. Okay. Uh, okay. What can competition? Pass, right? You can pass. Yeah. What competition was the game in? Uh, FA Cup. Uh, incorrect. League Cup. Correct. Uh, wasn't Europe. Okay. I know that much. Uh, what season was what season was the game in? <laughs> oh, far, oh my God! We went up in nineteen eighteen. It was seventeen eighteen. Correct. Who knocked Norwich out of the EFL Cup that year? Um, Tottenham. 
Incorrect. You're very close, though. Uh, Arsenal. Correct. Uh, how many Germans were in the starting lineup that day? Four. Ah, oh, your time is up. You've got an impressive three, to be fair. It's a hard <laughs> question there. How many Germans were there? Uh, in the so for the aforementioned game, uh, for the yep. record, it was against Swindon Town, okay, in the Carabao Cup. Norwich won 3 2, mm-hmm. and there were two Germans in the lineup that day. It's Christoph Zimmerman mm-hmm. and Marcel Franke. The other questions were going to be who was captain that day? It was Wes Houlihan. And mm-hmm. name uh, one of the goal scorers you could have had one of Cameron Jerome, Wes Houlihan, or James Madison. Okay, well, that was that was harder than my three. set, that was harder than. Hard However, you do get three, and do you know what? Three is actually pretty good because that's the most obscure of all the uh, the answers, in my opinion. Because everyone, I think, assumes that it was QPR the first win under Daniel Farker, but it was in uh, fact yeah. Swindon. I did have uh, yeah, I had QPR in my hand. So pray for Steve then. Uh, Come Steve, on, Steve, pick a number between <laughs> one and seven that is not four or six, please. Let's have the other even number and go to number two. Oh, okay. You have Mr. Paul Lambert. Oh, okay. That, we've had okay. a good three here. <laughs> yeah, we have had a good three. Okay. <laughs> considering what we could. Who are, hang on. Who are the other ones out of interest, Ryan? Uh, going back, we have Brian Gunn, Chris Hutton, and Neil Adams as well. Yeah, I think, I think you'd take that, Steve. Gunn's first game was pretty memorable, to be fair, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> ah, Eight questions well, on his first game. Name the goal scorers <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> well, no, you, you joke about that. The answer, because we're not going to get to it now, is actually Southampton was his first game, wasn't it? Because he was caretaker oh, yeah. for, against Barnsley oh. and then was appointed a day later or whatever it was. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm glad. Oh, I, I don't know if I'd have agreed with that. Oh, <laughs> not yes, part no of the quiz. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're not going to give a quiz. It's not happening. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Sorry, carry anyway, on. Anyway, okay, Steve, you have one minute starting yeah, yeah. now. Who was Paul Lambert's first game against as Norwich manager? Is it Wickham? Correct. What was the score in that game? Five two. Correct. Who was captain for the game? Holt. Correct. Who was the, who scored the first goal of Paul Lambert's tenure? <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, Corey Smith? Incorrect. Uh, Holt? Correct. <laughs> Who scored their first goal for the club in that game? Askey? No, incorrect. Smith? Correct. Which Canary made their second debut for the club in that game? Second debut? <laughs> oh, not cute, no. That's second yeah. debut. Pass. Mm. I'll come back to it if I've got to. Uh, what season was the game in? Um... 2009-10. Correct. And what, where did Norwich finish that season? They finished top. Absolutely. Which Canary made their second debut second for the club in that game? McVeigh. Yes, correct. Well done, Steve. Oh. Clean sweep with five seconds wow. left. Well done. Five well done. And you get the two bonus points, meaning you are tonight's winner with 10 out of 10. Well done, Steve. Yes. Well, he's not the number one chief for nothing. <laughs> exactly. That was a must-good performance from Steve. It was though. a very must-good must good performance. Oh, <laughs> uh, Ryan, thank you so much for going to all the trouble um, and yeah, doing that. Great, that was a fantastic... The best thank yet. Your best really? yet. In fitting thank in you. with the whole theme of this podcast of best Absolutely. Ever. So, um, <laughs> yeah. it's, I don't want it to end because oh. what happens at the end? What happens? Oh. John Song. I'm oh yeah, no, John John Stock. Stock. <laughs> oh my god! You're not getting in the big build up here. I forgot about it. <laughs> I'm all, I was a slight catch with this song because one of the lyrics is because it's about Timu, right? It's for Timu, if you remember. Mm-hmm. And one of the lyrics is, "You let your hair down and play to the fans." But of course, Timu hasn't got any hair. Beard? So I'm going to change the lyrics. Yeah. And you let your beard down and play yeah. to the fans. You know, we're all on the same page there. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Tell me when you right. want, Mike, and then I'll then I'll, I'll do uh, a verse or you two. Get... Should I do a verse or two verses, or when should I stop? Um, one. Well, one I, I feel under pressure now. Um, I don't worry. I'll do it. You can wave at me. You can wave at me or do that when you want. We'll get. Yeah, what one verse and we'll start applauding. You get yourself ready, but John, thank you so much I'm for ready. joining us. I'm ready. Fun. Well, thank you fun. so much for joining us. Absolute yes. star. Um, we'll do this again and you might get asked to do more songs again. Um, that is it for another On the Ball. Uh, the Norwich City podcast has opted against making a Wagner music joke at this point, but we've got John to do music, so it's all the more for the better. Uh, if you're yet to do so, uh, make sure you subscribe uh, via your podcast player of choice. The pod is available free for everyone on your usual player, and we stream the recording of the podcast live in video form on my social media channels each Monday evening. Have a search, and I'm sure you'll find them, and then you'll have the best Monday of your life ever. Uh, ratings and reviews wherever prompted are always hugely appreciated and if you want to get in touch with any questions or topic proposals just sling me a direct message on twitter at michael j bailey is the handle as for this evening a big thank you to our guest tonight john who's just going to play us out he's going to play someone's going to play us out on the podcast it's amazing yep. <laughs> thank you john for being awesome ryan you're a legend thank you so much for the quiz and all your words thank you very much thank you for having me Steve, top work as ever, quiz um, winner and, um, and generally brilliant person. Thank you so much. Yeah, cheers, Michael. I'm going off to buy a trombone for next week's pod. <laughs> yes, which I'm not on, am I? I'm hosting I the mental health uh, awareness evening for Norwich City Fan Social Club next oh, Monday yeah. night. Scratch the trombone so, then if I'm hosting. So, too much well, it'll be on Steve. If there's no trombone, that's his own fault. Um, no, I we're going to have to. We're gonna, you've, we've set the standard now. We're going to have to be played out by some kind of music. So I'll give that some thought. Um, <laughs> also, it means, <laughs> means I have no recriminations from this week's podcast. So obviously, I just hope that it all continues like this forever. 96 points. Um, we'll be back uh, on Monday for for the next thrilling instalment, all on Steve, of the On The Ball Norris City podcast. Until then, never mind the danger. And then please do enjoy John Hare singing his masterpiece, which is Goal. What was it? What's the title again? Well, it's, it's from the it's from Sensible World of Soccer, which is a very yeah. old football game. Maybe not 29 years ago it was released. Iconic uh, yes. masterpiece. And here we go. Goal scoring superstar hero. So thanks for the request. And let's go. Legendary. Give me goodbye, goodbye, goodbye.